Dedicated. Dedicated. It's Crenshaw niggas. That's what it is. From Adams to Imperial. Adams to Imperial. That's really what it is. Come in. Come in. Yeah. New Nipsey Hustle. Check me out. You in trouble. Check me out. Pay us now. Check me out. Pay me double. Check me out. New Nipsey Hustle. Check me out. New Nipsey Hustle. Check me out. New Nipsey Hustle. Check me out. Nigga, fuck it. Check me out. We back, we back, we back. It's been a long time since we did an episode. What's this? 13? Yeah, some we passed double digits for sure. So it's like 12, 13. It's been a minute, man. Quarantine messing with my mind. Man, this shit crazy, man. We usually don't even have visuals, but you know, now motherfuckers can actually see how we look for people that don't like know us and shit. So yeah. Once again, it's your boy Palm. It's your boy nice. And it's the Check Me Out podcast. You know, today we're gonna give you a quick rundown of uh, the NFL draft. Our thoughts on the Draymond interview on um, All the Smoke and our thoughts on the teams on the first two episodes of The Last Dance. And today, finally, we got this nigga <laughs> on the podcast, man. And it took about three years. And After three many years. attempts. <laughs> exactly. But this nigga was usually busy coaching games and coaching games and doing other shit. Let's give a big round of applause for our big brother, Corey Russell, a.k.a. Coach. Coach K in the building. Hey, thanks for having me, man. Yeah. <laughs> hey, I got nothing but time right now, man. You caught me at the perfect time. We on quarantine, no basketball for me, or anybody at that matter. So. Yeah. Let's go ahead and get into our first topic. We're going to go ahead and discuss the NFL draft. We're gonna go ahead and start off and talk about the first round, and after that, we're just gonna go ahead and give our thoughts about the rest of the draft. So, nice. What was your biggest surprise in the first round? My biggest surprise, honestly, before like any other picks or whatever, my biggest surprise is there were like no trades really um, in the first round. I think that's like the first time it's been happening like ten years or something like that. Um, like it just went straight through. Um, and then I'll say, like, my actual player surprise is C.D. Lamb falling to the Dallas Cowboys. That was, like, that's still, like, the still of the draft to me right now. I guess the rich get richer with that pick. Yeah. yeah. Think, man, they got a new coach that time, man. Let's see. It's going to be interesting, though. Very interesting. I feel like Jerry was out there playing chess, though. He, uh, he knew what he was doing. They ain't even need C.D. Lamb, but... He was like, but I could take him and, and basically I could keep him away from my division rival because that's who the Eagles was going after. So he did right. Yeah, I know the Eagles was thirsty to get CD Lamb. Yeah. Shit, I don't even really like the receiver they picked. I think they picked that nigga too high. Yeah, I didn't even see him projected in the first two rounds. Um, and he just, he basically just a speed demon. He just like run verticals. Um, so I don't know. But they ended. I think they ended up drafting some more receivers, and then they traded for. Um, I think Marquise Goodwin. Uh, another, another fucking another speed demon. demon. Yeah. <laughs> so, I mean, I guess they they banking on um and Alshon coming back healthy or something. Should they still got Deshaun Jackson too? Another speed demon. <laughs> like, um, All go routes. 
Yeah. I don't know what the Eagles was doing, honestly, man, because they got Jalen Hurts. Jalen Hurts now, too. Yeah. Are they going to try to get Jalen Hurts on, uh, in the slot or something? Or they going to use gonna him, use... like, take him here? Yep, they going to use yeah, him that's just how like take him. Yep. They, they do have something in common, man. They back up one of them championships, so hey, they got stuff to talk about. <laughs> yeah. That's true. But she like, I think, um, I think my biggest surprise is the Packers getting Jordan Love. Oh yeah, I forgot about that, man. Yeah. Like they still like they still ain't drafting no receivers today either. Like, but they went and drafted another running back and you already got two good ones. So. Yeah, yeah, they we gotta they gotta be a watch on um, Aaron Rodgers. I need to I need to know what's going through his mind right now. Cause he was just um he had just did an interview and was like talking about, well, we haven't picked a skill position player in the first round in so many years since I've been here. It would be nice to have one. They go ahead and trade <laughs> up to get a quarterback. That's a slap in the face. That's a skill position, though, so. <laughs> <laughs> it ain't the skill hey, position. Ain't, right, it ain't the skill he was talking about, but I don't know. That's I don't know how many times they get, like, they could expect to just keep throwing at Devontae Adams and don't have nobody else on the other side to take pressure off. Like, I don't know. And then, like, you was one win away from the Super Bowl. Why not stock up? Like, they trying to get that nigga out of Green Bay. They is. That, that's all that is. They trying to. I, I seen some graphic talking about um, he at the same age when they drafted him to uh, replace. Um, who was that, Brad right. Farm then? Yeah. Yeah, so, I don't know. So, uh, he's training his back up. Oh, gotcha. Mm-hmm. So, what was your biggest surprise, Coach? Man, <laughs> you know, my first round and second round. <laughs> Shit, it don't matter. <laughs> Let's talk first. We yeah. first, deal. Look, the last season I met, football wasn't – Something I really cared about, man, because <laughs> of who my quarterback is. I enjoy watching Khalil Mack in the defense. That's no, no. Anybody enjoy watching that. My biggest surprise to hear that we got 10 tight ends on the roster, man, and we drafted one. That, that was a surprise in the way he said nothing. Like, they have 10, they must like tight ends. They have 10 on the roster. <laughs> We, we had no good and on top of that we just released one that's what I'm saying I was just thinking about still that. have 10 <laughs> you released one drafted one still have 10 make that make sense so I haven't really been paying attention to the draft I've been in the depressed state football again because hey continue <laughs> yeah that, that was I was expecting the Bears to, to make a move for a trade up or something to get a quarterback or something you know how for us getting quarterbacks. You know how that works. Yeah, but I, I'm still not even... If I'm a Bears fan, I'm not comfortable going into the season with Trubisky or Nick Foles. Both, both them motherfuckers questions. Yeah, one of them can't throw for shit, and then the other one can't stay healthy. Yeah. So, I don't know. How would this season may look? It's crazy that CeeDee Lamb fell to the Cowboys, though. I just knew that nigga was going to go before Ruggs and um, fucking Jerry Judy. I just knew he was going to be the first receiver taken. Yeah, leave it to John Gruden to do some out-of-the-world stuff and get... And then that nigga 
John Gruden, they drafted two other receivers later on. Yeah. <laughs> I don't know, man. That's y'all know what he's doing. I guess, I guess <laughs> this is the same nigga that signed Marcus and Ariota to back up uh, Derek Carr. So. <laughs> I don't know. I don't know what the fuck John Gruden doing out in Las Vegas. Man, it's wild, man. When he fall in love with somebody, man, he really, really likes like, man. He's been like a Mariota since his QB camp, so it's no surprise. But shit, that nigga got replaced by Ryan Tannehill, man. Like, Tannehill took him all the way to the AFC Championship. And, and, and yeah, true. Oh no, man! So hey, nice you could be right. James Winston, though. Sitting that out, what you you could be James Winston right now in Tampa Bay. James <laughs> <laughs> said, "Too busy dodging them." Uh, what the fuck was she doing in that training field? <laughs> dodging uh, weight bags. <laughs> <laughs> That's like what's some of the worst shit I've ever seen. Yeah, that's wild. I ain't no seen no quarterback train like that. Ever. No quarterback. He said it worked for him somehow, some way. Shit, obviously it ain't if that motherfucker threw 30 picks last year. Shit. Yeah, I don't, I don't know what's going to happen with you. Did, uh, did the Patriots draft the quarterback? I don't think they did. James going to the Pats, man. What about Kim? Honestly, he makes too much money. They ain't gonna pay a quarterback that much money, man. After they get Tom Brady and Tom Brady took, took all them pay cut, ain't paying Cam Newton. I don't think so. If they want to repair his career, he better take his ass to New England. Yeah. Black. So. Yeah, I don't know. I don't know what they. I was expecting them to pick a quarterback too. Um. So I don't know what they riding with. I think them niggas was targeting um, Jordan Love in the first round, but Green Bay moved up to grab him. So, mm. and look, I ain't gonna never question the Patriots picking, man. They dog is a genius. <laughs> hey, that dog <laughs> is legit, man. That dog is a genius, man. <laughs> hey, hey, coach. Hey, coach had the line of the night last night. That nigga said, "How much for the dog?" <laughs> <laughs> hey, <man. laughs> bro, man. Throw in Trubisky, a few, a few future first rounders. Bro, man. get the dog. That's for the dog, man. <laughs> yeah, that that dog is a genius. I, I swear to God, if this uh this division two um what is this that they pick or whatever, if he turned out cold, it's gonna. You know I, I, I think he is. The- that nigga had like the best measurables out of any safety at the draft. That nigga, I think he ran the fastest forty out of all safeties. That's crazy. And it's vertical crazy too. And they picked so fast. It was like they, the pick was in, like right after the pick before them. Whoever it was, they picked from there. They already knew it. Yeah, they had it. Bill got the list. He got. He like they ain't gonna take this person. I already know what's up with him. So yeah, I'm they, you, like you, like you said last night. Yo ass said, watch dude that's gonna be defensive rookie of the year next I'll, year. I promise you, and it's not gonna shock me at all. <laughs> it's not gonna shock me at all. So shit, so um so as far as our team, like what you think, like what's your like um 
your thoughts about what y'all teams did in the draft? Um, for the Falcons, uh, I mean, I, w- I wanted the draft to be primarily defense, um, and that's what they did. So I'm happy about that. Um, it was a few people that, like, I thought we would have picked, uh, but we didn't. But the other people that we did, I ain't really mad at. Um, AJ Terrell, nice. He he gonna be a starter, probably our number one cornerback because the others is slim pickings. <laughs> um, and then second round we got um, what is it, Marlon Davidson or something like this yeah. dude. He, <laughs> I went back and watched his combine and he was like, you know what I like the most about football? <laughs> and he was like, cause I can go out and hit somebody and the police ain't gonna come get me. I like oh, hell this, no. this nigga dangerous, bro. <laughs> Keep that nigga away from Drew, man. He on bush. <laughs> he said I can go, I can go hit somebody, and the police ain't gonna come get me. <laughs> uh, nah, he on bullshit, man. Yeah, he uh, he gonna play. Um, I think he gonna play defensive tackle, so he gonna be lined up with uh, Grady Jarrett. So I'm excited about that one. Coach, what you think about the Bears? What they did in the draft? Coach, you hear? Uh, we just, <laughs> yeah, we, we might have lost coach. <laughs> we might have lost coach. Oh, Damn. fuck. Man. My audio. It's like a static hey. in my ear or something. Uh, there you go. We hear you. Okay. You want to talk about the Bears? Nah, man. We can talk about the Bears no more. Ain't nothing to talk about. <laughs> Let me see here. I mean, Khalil Mack, 50 dudes. <laughs> I mean, I, I, in all, all senses, man, you, I, I never, you never really know what you got, man. Football is a very, very interesting sport, man. It ain't like basketball or hockey or any other or baseball. Football, yeah. man, if it's the right, right opportunity. Some of these players might not, not, not flourish until they get to another team. I mean, I don't know. But I think we did okay. We'll see what we got. Mr. Grisky is still my quarterback. Uh, we'll see, man. But y'all division, that division is gonna be something to watch, man. I'm very interested to watch that as a football fan. Mm-hmm. I'm, I'm really interested to see, man. Drew Brees, Tom Brady, man. Everybody in that division going, and Matty Ice, Julio Jones, man. You guys, the names alone in y'all division is gonna just elevate everything. So, yeah, that's tough because if we. If you start off slow in, in the NFC South, it's going to be a wrap quickly. Yeah, that's true. Man, and I wish that, man, that, that, that rule where they actually came in was this year because I really think that, man, y'all will have no question. Three oh, yeah. Playoffs. Yeah, for sure. That shit, that shit do start this year. I thought it started next year. No, it starts this year. Oh, that's very interesting then. Oh, this is the right time for it then. Damn, man, that first round, that, that, that number two seed, man, really going to try to fight to the last game to get the number one seed because there ain't no guaranteed buy. Right. Man, I, I, like, I like the rule. I really do. I like it too. I know the players was pissed off about it, but hey. I like, I like the fans. Yeah, for the fans, it's amazing. They get extra team, man, everything like that. So, yeah. I like it. So yeah, we, we get an ex, we get an extra uh, wild card game then, so it'll be three games for yeah. it'll be six games wild card weekend then. Yeah, because only the first, the number one seed got to buy, so second seed got to play. That extra. That means 
I mean, motherfuckers gonna be going crazy during the season, man. Mm-hmm. Niggas gonna be playing their ass off to get that number one seed. Mm-hmm. Ain't no taking no time off, man. Uh, but I mean, Trubisky, you gotta get off to a fast start, man. Mm-hmm. Gotta get that miles started quickly. Gotta go jump start that miles and put some extra gas in the back seat, man, just in case it's going to stall. Jump the tables, you know what I'm saying, man. Hey, gotta get the headlights fixed. <laughs> I just don't understand, man, how from one year to the next, just things just like completely went from Mazda Mitch, I mean, Maserati Mitch to Mazda Mitch really quickly. I don't understand how it happened from one double doink. No. We was a I double doink from going to the to the second round. Honestly, I don't think Mitch was like ever really good. Cause he had that one game, the first season that he got that we had six touchdown passes. And he only threw twenty that whole season. So he threw like damn near like thirty percent of his touchdown passes in one game. <laughs> he was like a, he made the Pro Bowl, but he was like a fucking he was like an alternate though. So I ain't see what the hype was around that nigga. <laughs> I just need him to be a game manager, man, and he just manages one side of the field. He just got to keep the offense on the field. That's all you got to do. If it got to be short routes or whatever, just keep getting first downs. I forgot who said, I think we was playing the Packers, man. They say, hey, we win this game if we just let Mitch be a quarterback. That was Shamar Williams. Shamar <laughs> Williams, man. Yeah, that's man who the- <laughs> Like, this is some bullshit, man. But you want him to play the position that he plays and for y'all to win the game. <laughs> what a team speech. <laughs> let that nigga play quarterback the whole game. Like, he, he is the quarterback. Let, let him do what he's supposed to do. <laughs> we'll win hey, this think, game. Hey, but I think his confidence took like a big shot after that um after that Rams game on Sunday night when Matt Nagy was talking to that nigga on the sideline. I think that's when that nigga's confidence hit like his like all time low because man, he just looked defeated. He was missing open receivers that game. It was just like, yeah, this nigga sucks, man. I think that's when Matt Nagy finally realized, like, yeah, this nigga ain't it. So. Yeah. Man, we done straight way off the draft talking about this nigga, man. I know. Yeah, right. <laughs> Let's get back in. <laughs> so, shit, as far as, like, a draft as a whole, as far as, like, the production of it, y'all think that shit went smoothly, or you think they could have did a little bit better? Um, As far as, like, production or whatever, I don't think... I think it went straight. Like, they ain't really had no, no um, video or audio problems, at least that we could see. Um, so that was cool. I just, I just didn't like all the extra stuff ESPN was doing. Um, man, trying to trying to reach for stories. I'm talking about like just because you ain't you ain't in person and you ain't got the time to go by. But I don't know. But other than that, I mean, it was cool. Roger Goodell looked real comfortable in <laughs> calling people. Was late. <laughs> really working from home, enjoying right. it. And the lazy boy feet up. <laughs> hey, I, I ain't gonna lie, he looked real normal at that point because that's how everybody works from home, man. So it was, I liked it because it was a, it gave us, you know what I'm saying, a different outlet, a different space mm-hmm. for something that we traditionally like. And it gave us something sports fans to actually like 
for the last few days. Normally, I won't even watch the draft. I don't watch the NFL draft. I think it's just I, it's too long. My yeah. attention span, you know. So, but I actually watched it because it was something to sports-wise to root for it to see, you know. So I, I enjoyed it. It was something different, but for the for the athlete, I think they took away something from them, man. You know what I'm saying? Because yeah. you know what I'm saying. They don't get that that shake the commissioner's hand. They, that that moment is never going to be. They're never gonna get that moment. So athletes, they probably feel different about it because they ain't getting the same feel that everybody before them after them gonna get. Mm-hmm. Like when you go back and look at at this draft, or when they go back and look at their draft, it's gonna be like it ain't gonna be the same. You don't get to see how your reaction was um as soon as you heard your name in person. So yeah, that's a little different. Hey, that nigga Roger Gazelle was tweaking. He was messing up a lot of shit when he was announcing Big Ten Cup. <laughs> I think when that nigga announced that the uh, Raiders was getting a draft again, that nigga was like, um, they gonna bring a draft back to Las Vegas in 2020. It's like, nigga, we already in 2020. You mean 2022, <laughs> nigga? Hey, hey he probably was drinking. Probably was. He had, <laughs> he had some scotch off camera. He probably did. Eating that damn jar of M&M's he had. Like, motherfucking <laughs> shit. Hey, at least he pronounced two a name, right? Oh, <laughs> 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 attack with the old <laughs> Oh, man. Hey, they got to get Ross a Dolphins jersey. Oh, with that name on the back of it. Yeah. Tua Tagovioli. Got to. Got to. Tua Ravioli. That, that was the <laughs> best <Ravioli>. one. Funny. <laughs> uh, oh, yeah. I, th- I, th- I thought it was, uh, I think as far as production, I think they did. I think they did pretty good, but I felt bad for Trey Wingo. That nigga was like in the studio by himself and he had like, fucking, he had to talk to like seven different people and shit and Fucking um, Lewis Riddick, why his internet was trash because every time they tried to talk to him, it'd be a big ass pause between him and Trey Wingo. So yeah. Well, other than that, that shit was decent though, man. Like yeah, I can get NFL for putting that shit together. Yeah, did y'all see the uh, the draftathon stuff that they was doing when they had different people reacting to the picks? Yeah, I think some of it. Yeah, some of them was more entertaining than the actual draft to me. Like they had, they had one with uh with primetime on there, and then uh Brad Farr was in there, Lil Wayne was in there, Quavo was in there, a whole bunch of other random people. And they was just cracking jokes and uh and talking about people as they got drafted. It was kind of decent. I missed that man. Hey, I seen like the highlights of them, man. It was pretty decent. Hey, it was a lot of people in them rooms, man. Like, with a draft, but like, the people that was getting drafted, it'd be like 10, 11 motherfuckers in there. It's like, damn. Like, y'all niggas, like, violating all kind of social distancing. They was in them states that opened back up, that's why. <laughs> Probably, oh, shit. Oh. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> hey, what y'all think about uh, CD Lamb's girlfriend? Oh man, I knew he was. <laughs> he probably ain't his girlfriend no more at this point. What you was gonna say? Hey, agent. Fucking hey, agent. <laughs> 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 so, where Sanders sent that, I was done. 
Hey, nope. agent. What the fuck you was going to say? Hey, agent. <laughs> she really wanted to be in Spotlight. Bless her heart, man. Bless her heart. <laughs> but then it comes out that she, she dated Oklahoma uh, Trey Young, too. Yeah, like, man. Uh, she must have been like the baddest female on their campus or some shit. Trey fucking Oklahoma. Right, how many years she been in school? <laughs> Maybe she did a post grad degree or something. <laughs> Damn. But um that shit was that shit was funny as hell, man. Then that white girl that was sitting on dude left. Yeah, her, her ass ain't want to get up and shit. So, old dude, mom would snatch that ass up. It's like, man, like get off that nigga, let him enjoy his moment. If you don't get out the front of this camera, I know, get your ass out the way. We can see that nigga face. All right. It was another one came out today, man, where the mama told auntie, "Nah, nah, nah, you stay over there." <laughs> she tried to come over there, give him a hug. Auntie say, "Nah, nah, nah." I mean, mama say, "Nah, auntie, get over there." <laughs> I think this is making it the best moment because you actually get people home, then you send them the mm-hmm. funny hell, man. Hey, but what about hey. Cliff Kingsbury crib, though? Bruh. <laughs> this man living luxurious. <laughs> he got a mansion, like, man. he got a better crib than most players and shit. Right. I, mean, I had seen like, somebody, post, somebody posted a meme about, uh, they was like, Cliff Kingsbury got a nice ass house and only five wins last year. While <laughs> Bill Belichick got that cheap ass looking table and like six Super Bowl rings. <laughs> yeah, that shit makes sense. It makes Thanks sense. a lot of sense. Appreciate the uh, the finer things in life. <laughs> yeah, man. Hey, I didn't know his dog name was Nike. That's cold. Belichick? Yep. Damn. Get that dog a sponsorship. <laughs> Move over, Airbud. Right. <laughs> that dog finna get a GM job next year. Oh shit! Hey, the bed hire. <laughs> oh fuck! I bet you he'll get your biscuit out of there. Man, quick! <laughs> One sniff of his leg. <laughs> this is trash. <laughs> I smell trash from a mile away. <laughs> oh man, why you why you talking about Mazda like that, man? <laughs> hey man, y'all ain't getting no no uh, no sponsorship Mazda ain't damn soon. Don't worry about it. <laughs> niggas still drive monsters? Yeah, we do. Obviously in Chicago, man. Why we keep getting back to Trubisky? Stay on. Hey, this your fault. We, we do be gravitating back towards back towards the Bears. I gotta keep y'all on track, man. <laughs> Most of our listeners are Chicago Bears fans, so we got to... <laughs> My bad, man. My yeah, bad. no. All right, we're going to go ahead and transition topics. We're going to go ahead and talk about um, Draymond Green interview on All the Smoke. So, Coach, since you the, the guest, we get your thoughts on the teams on that first. Hey, man, first of all, man, anything that All the Smoke does, man, I like it. They yep. they get everything out of everybody, man. Draymond Green, I was I, I was a fan of him at Michigan State. That's first of all I would say that. I still think, man, what he does for that team is is needed. I just think he's not a humble person, man. 
that's not part it. Of the issue. That's part of the issue I have with him, man. Nobody ever is going to take away what he meant to that team and heart and soul, rebounds, triple double, being one of the best screen sets, all that. We get it. The problem that I think he's missing is that, dude, you got all this talk, man. You fell into a beautiful situation with two of the best shooters ever. And you and if that happened with you and your and BJ Armstrong and doing that with, with Kevin Durant and thinking far in here, hats off to y'all. Cause that was amazing. But shut the fuck up, bro. You are not you're not gonna be a Hall of Famer. I get it. Charles Barkley is an asshole. He get he get paid to do that shit. So all in all, man, I think the interview was great and I like that we actually got an insight into that damn argument because all the speculation that we thought happened was true. And that that team, man, that, that whole interview, man, gave me a whole bunch of insight on that, that last five years. The David West comment, how he was like, man, we all wonder what David, what, what David West was talking about when he said that. Unfortunately, he just took away their last dance type of documentary down the, future, down the line because he gave it away to her. Cause like the stuff, I know I'm kind of segue into that next topic, but they don't. He's giving all of it away too soon, and that's why I mean, shut the fuck up. You know what I'm saying? Some of the stuff, let it be a mystery for down the line, man, so y'all can make more money down the line. So, cause people gonna be like, man, what the hell happened with that dynasty? How did it break up? How did it almost break up? So that's my take on. It. I just think you need to shut the fuck up. Yeah, I think he was like. To me, he was on all the smoke specifically. Like, he was kind of, like, feeling like he was defending himself. And I think it's because KD went on um, went on first take and said what he said about him. And he was, like, a part of the reason why he left. And he said on first take he was a part of the reason, not the total reason. But Draymond, like, nah, nah, nah. You was doing all that. He basically put out the whole... Like the whole vibe of they passed two seasons talking about he had one foot in, one foot out. Even the season before he's supposed to be a free agent. Like, why are you telling all of that man business? Um, but then you say you still love him like a brother or whatever. Like you ain't doing nothing to help um y'all y'all past situation or trying to remend anything. Um and I'm like, I just feel like that was so like unnecessary for him to say. I don't know why he's going on this tangent now when like that first take interview happened months ago. Like months ago, and he ain't say nothing. Um, but now all of a sudden, it's an issue. So it's just like suspicious to me that he that he want to go out and say all of that now. And I don't even feel like like the questions that they was asking was provoking him to say all of that that he said. He gave a full rundown of everything that happened with them. So it was some stuff he like. I guess he felt he had to get off his chest. Yep. He said it. I'm glad I got that off my chest. Yeah. <laughs> It was like idle time, and he had too much. They got too much idle time, man. They not doing what they normally do. So yeah, all this time, just think, man, that shit fucked up shit, man. He did to me, man. Yeah. So he got too much time on his hands. And like, I just didn't like the comment when he said he included himself in as far as changing the game with Steph and Clay. Like, like I get it. You was there, you know. You was like, you like to glue the hell of everybody together, but nigga. Nigga, what you average like 12, 7, and 8? Nigga, I don't know if you changed anything. Like, nigga, yeah. you 8 because of them. Yeah, like your, your position was like really easily replaceable if they wanted to. Exactly. 
Exactly. You was just affordable. <laughs> hey, if David Love, I mean David Love, if David Lee never gets hurt, do we ever hear about Draymond Green? Come on. No. Nope. No. Not at all. So that's what I mean by be humble, man. You fell into a beautiful spot, bro. Accept it, enjoy it. Because if you if you changed the game like you say you did. Y'all would have at least been ninth, eighth seed this year. I don't care. Nobody actually scored 20 points. You still would have been that person that could have got their team to the playoffs. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? No, you, you're not that, bro. You're not that. And then, like, I took I took issue on the the interview he had on Uninterrupted with Mav Carter when he was saying, you owed it. You basically owed it to us to tell us what you was going to do because we getting all the questions um, about free agency and stuff. Like that ain't that man's responsibility. Why you watching his pockets? Why you watching his contract? Like it ain't up to him to tell you what he want to do with his future. If he don't know yet, he don't know yet. Um, that ain't his problem. Like you gonna still be though, right? So isn't it kind of ironic though that the whole time you 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 talking about that after y'all lost in the finals, you go call Kevin Durant mm-hmm. doing backstabbing Russell Westbrook in a way, right? He didn't tell Russ nothing, but doing the same, y'all, it's the same thing. The same way you got him, the same way you lost him. Yep. Same way you lost him. Yep. Um, y'all, y'all just didn't get that shit, man. Like, I never liked Draymond. This injury just made me not like him even more. Like, like he was talking big shit, like, like he a fucking, like, top five player in the game, and he started talking about what happened when he, um, his recruiting shit with Kentucky and all that shit and, and talking about how he was averaging like what do you say he averaged like 20 something as a freshman five as a freshman yeah as motivation come on like like you said man this, there's not one humble bone in that nigga's body like like you would you would swear he was in Steph position yeah like you would swear he fucking fucking change the game as far as like three-point shoes and he the one that little kids want to be like and shit like nigga you basically an afterthought like like nigga you easily replaced like I honestly thought they was gonna replace Draymond when they drafted Jordan Bell because even Draymond had said this shit during this season he was like damn Jordan Bell he's like this he's like this young dude coming alone like he fuck around and replaced me like hey, dude he Bell that now. exactly like what the like nigga, you easily replace. You don't do anything special. Yeah, you guard like the tough. The, uh, other teams probably they they best like big player. <laughs> nigga, anybody can do that. You get your assist off play and stuff. Anybody can do that. So nigga, it ain't like you doing anything that we ain't seen before. And when that nigga was talking about how he used to get up for games when he had to guard Blake Griffin, Kevin Love, like nigga, both them niggas was averaging over like. 25 a game and like 10 rebounds. So, nigga, why are you putting yourself in the same conversation? Like, that's Draymond fucking up. That's crazy. Y- y'all heard when he said, when he was describing the play before they got into the big argument, when he was like, uh, I was planning on going down the court and then just tossing it back to him. No. <laughs> you went full speed. <laughs> so, so I want to go back and watch the play now because he because he described it. I want to go back yeah. and watch that play. Yeah, I, I need to because he was like, to to me, in my opinion, he went full speed and was going towards the basket. He said he was cutting to the outside 
towards like the corner three or whatever. And like everybody should have known he wasn't taking no three, but he was just gonna throw it back to, to KD for a wide open three. I don't see how that would happen. When you had you was getting double teamed, basically they had two people come towards you. If if I recall right, you had two people come towards you once you passed half court. So you should have gave up the ball then. Um and then he tried to say uh KD wasn't wasn't uh coming forward fast enough. Well then I mean I wouldn't either if like you looking like I'm asking for the ball. Um you know I'm supposed to take the last shot. You ain't gotta drive it down, just give me the ball. So I don't know. I don't, I don't get that part about his argument or trying to argue why um, that whole blow up wasn't his fault. Like, and the, word, the words he was saying, KD was uh, saying to him, I can't even see KD going that far with him like that. It didn't even look like that in the footage. Hell no, KD looked like he wasn't even, like, like he was trying to ignore Draymond. Yeah, Draymond he, like, he was that. trying to blow it off. He, he made it seem like he was the aggressor. And then he, yeah, Draymond, after they walked away from the bench, Draymond's still talking shit. He's telling Boogie. He, he's telling Boogie that KD a bitch. Mm-hmm. Like, come on, man. He, KD was over that shit after he walked away from the bench. Draymond still going on and on. Uh, uh, man, I, don't, I don't really fuck that dude. Like, I think you said right, nice man. He went on there to defend himself, man, to try to gain favor with people in the situation, man. Like, KD ain't just so good, nice guy. Hey, we know that. We know KD ain't nicest guy. He, he makes it. He, he says it himself. You don't gotta go in there and try to down this man. Yeah. We know who you are, bro. You the guy, man. Like even like when he tried to say like that three one comeback, man. Like he was like he was really making that much of a difference in that series. I think that that series is when Warrior fans made me really really dislike him that much because that, before that. I'm like, man, he cool, he doing what he supposed to do. Then when they said, oh, uh, who was it? Zaza went down with an injury or whoever it was, the 10 at the time. And uh, he went out with the suspension. And they, they gonna win, man. They gonna, Draymond come back, he gonna make a difference. Draymond wasn't putting up 20 points. Like, what was he gonna do differently? Mm-hmm. He was nobody stopping LeBron. He was still averaging a triple-double that series. I, I don't know what he thought he was going to do different to stop them. They were just, they locked in and clicked in on y'all. Kyrie locked in, Kevin, everybody on that team locked in and, and figured y'all out. Y'all was going to lose three, that y'all blew that 3-1 series. Come bitch y'all in the butt from that OK series before that. I don't get it. What was you talking about? What was he going to do different that was going to make them win? All right. So... But we'll see, man. You know, Draymond is Draymond. Yeah. Even in quarantine. <laughs> that, nigga, Gotta talk. that nigga said that. That nigga said he was, he was still going to play his game even though Steph and Clay was gone. Like, that nigga said he ain't give a fuck. He was going to still average his eight points a game. Even if the nigga was gone. I'm like, damn, nigga, you wasn't going to pick up none of the slack? So you just going to continue to have that. Uh, you're not going to adjust your game to them niggas being out? I'm like, this nigga... I was hoping he was gonna say, man, what I, that they was gonna ask him a follow-up question when he said that uh, if they asked him where he wanted to go, where he would have said he was gonna go. Now that would have been a great follow-up question for me. Like, well, if that was the scenario and they said KD stays and you go, where would you have went? Right. Where would you have went to make them a contender or a championship team? 
that's what I would love to hear out of his mouth. What y'all think about? What y'all think about him saying uh, he the greatest screener in NBA history? Who keeps the metrics on that? ESPN to come up with a stat like that next season. <laughs> who had the best? Who who set the most screens that led to three point shots? Draymond Green. Test Don't test ESPN. You know they do that shit. And you got number time right now. Yeah. They have a whole motherfucking um, whole chart devoted to that shit. Who set the best screens over the past five seasons? And he'd probably be like number six on the list. <laughs> <laughs> I want to be like, have you uh, seen Steven Adams? <laughs> I was just mad you put the words out of my mouth. Man, he talking about he the best, huh? I don't know about that one, buddy. Nobody, like, as a, even as a as a coach, I mean, yes, it's a very, very good, very important part of the game. Got it. But nobody says, man, oh, man, he was the best screener ever. Nobody ever talks about that in the barbershop, man. That, like, that never comes up. I got it. Maybe it goes up on the NBA level. Cool. Yeah, but the barbershop, you're never going to be remembered for being a, a amazing screener, bro. That's, that's not a Hall of Fame requirement. If you want to take my age, I'm going to be honest with you. I know somebody better than you. John Stockton. John Stockton used to go down there and screen the biggest players at 6'1". Mm. So I mean, I know that, but I'm not going to talk about that because he's the greatest of all time. <laughs> yeah, man. Good old Trey. Hey, did you, did you hear the part when you were talking about how he uh yeah called LeBron and asked him like how he like flipped his whole like the image about him how he went from being a villain to look like he just having fun and shit. Yeah, somebody he just stopped caring. Um, he's basically just stopped caring about the critics or whatever. That ain't that Draymond can't never do that. Draymond ain't gonna never be able to do it because he don't know how to shut up. LeBron know how to stay quiet. Like, Man, he'll not be right. humble. That's that's key one hundred, man. He's not gonna get that love until he's able to humble himself, man. That's the difference. Regardless of how the people hate on LeBron, LeBron a humble cat, man. Mm. I mean, he does have his 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 um uh, assholeness sometimes. He does show that, but what superstar doesn't? Yeah, he's entitled to that. Yeah. But he's still a man. At the end of the day, man, yeah, he he still has very humble traits, man. Yeah, like he Bron could back his up though. Like we don't, we'll never know what Draymond can back up or like do for himself until he got his own team. Like when, as long, long as he under the shadow of Steph and Clay, all that talking don't mean nothing. He had his own team first half of the season. Yeah, we see how that turned out. Oh, <laughs> <laughs> Draymond Green still. <laughs> he said some of them text me because they forgot who he was. <laughs> like, okay, nigga, good for you. It's you, Draymond Green. What the fuck? <laughs> he was talking about how he see like when during a championship run, how players was telling him like, y'all niggas getting all the calls. And he was like, yeah. He's like, this season he seen where that was coming from. Mm. Whatever. Fuck Draymond. 
<laughs> he'll end up on first take this week explaining himself again or some shit. Probably. I'm I'm just waiting for the KD clap back. That's all I'm waiting for. KD probably didn't get it on one of his burner accounts. He just ain't seen that shit. Because <laughs> we went so busy with the NFL draft, ain't nobody to count that shit. So. Now he waiting on he waiting to go on somebody IG live to do it. He gonna do it on boardroom or something with Jay Wood. <laughs> Hey, Williams, the same nigga that said the NBA should play on a, a damn cruise ship. I ain't trying to listen to shit. He's saying that. This nigga said they should resume the season on the ship. Nigga. Everybody just go overboard trying what? to die for a rebound. He is one of the most reckless people in NBA history, though. Hey. Yeah, we know. <laughs> hey, yo, kid, we can't, we can't take nothing away from Jay Williams. <laughs> He the same person hopped on a motorcycle specifically in the contract say do not ride. <laughs> oh man. But it's gonna be interesting to see what KD say, man. I'm pretty sure pretty sure KD gonna have something to say within the next week or so. So I'm definitely anticipating that. I just hope he don't I just hope he don't come out and be like super aggressive or over the top like Draymond is. Hope that niggas is he, he probably not. He gonna hit it with. He gonna hit him with that little one liner or some some little small thing like he did with Perk when Perk said what he said about uh, OKC. That's what he gonna do. He ain't gonna he ain't gonna get Draymond that much time a day. Oh, man, you know Draymond needs that attention. He probably get mad that KD ain't responding back. He probably heated that he ain't said nothing yet. Probably. Or well, he probably, he probably said all of that because he know KD ain't gonna say nothing else. He probably trying to get Boogie to uh, co-sign. Boogie, man, you got to get out and say what, say, man, what happened, Joe. You got to <laughs> back me up, man, because this nigga KD going to go over here and lie. You got to back me up, bro. You know, we the two realest niggas here. Boogie need a damn job, so he should probably keep his damn mouth closed. Probably. And that's why you ain't heard him yet. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I'm telling you, Draymond just want, he wants somebody like him. Like, that's... That's what he thought KD was going to be. He thought it, he was going to be like just like him, but then he found out he wasn't, and now he pissed off. <laughs> like, first of all, nigga, KD, like, a top five player. <laughs> like, I even, you and that nigga will never be mentioned in the same breath except for talking about y'all being on the Warriors together. Mm-hmm. So, I don't know if he thought, he probably thought they was going to come in and click up the same way Steph and Clay kind of do. And yeah. Play. KD always been a different dude, man. That nigga, that, that nigga be off on his own. He do his own shit. The same thing he said in OKC. He said, Rush had his people and he had his people. So. Yeah. Yeah, man. That, that, that's enough about Draymond. I ain't got no more words to get him. <laughs> All right, so I'm going to go ahead and transition into our final topic of the day our thoughts on the first two episodes of the last chance so either one of you brothers can go ahead and get y'all opinions go ahead man alright so like I I, I kind of like knew what I was getting into when, when it first came on or whatever uh, but it was like some stuff that was shocking to me too like I didn't know Scottie Pippen's contract was 7 years 18 million like the boy got gypped. 
But then, like, I went after I watched it the second time. I'm like, I can't really blame nobody but Scotty though, because like, literally, Jerry Ronsworth was like, "You shouldn't take this deal." His agent told him, "You shouldn't take this deal." But Scotty wanted to take it because he was worried about him getting hurt. Um, and he wanted like a long-term stability, which I kind of understand with the way his family situation was. But I would have still like, like you see other players, um, you saw other players' contracts were still in like three, three or four years around that time. I mean, if you know what you're capable of, um, at that point, I'm like, bet on yourself. Um, I just feel like he didn't bet on himself with that contract. Um, and he can blame nobody but himself. Because if if I'm the GM, if I'm president or whatever, I'm doing the same thing Jerry said. You sign this, don't come back to me talking about a renegotiation. Because I'm about to use that money to build a contender. And that's what they did. So that was that was my first, that was my initial thoughts on, on the whole thing. Yeah, I agree with you, man. I, I've been, I was waiting on something that I didn't know about the team. And... I knew about the Scotty drama, but didn't know how deep it went. And like you said, that contract came from nobody else but him. I, I even asked the question on Facebook the day after, said, hey, should Mike have done more to try to help Scotty? Mm-hmm. And most people said, no. Now, I agree with everybody that said no. And because if everybody tells you, bro, it's a bad deal, man, don't take the deal. Or even renegotiate for less years to get more money. You know what I'm saying? He could have did a lot of different things, man, but players just didn't have the control that they do now back then. And that's one thing, man, that people shit on LeBron for. But the way he has made all these players in control of their own futures and their own money and their own net worth, you got to say hats off, man, because even in in uh, Michael's greatness, he couldn't do that. He had no control. Even as an owner, now he still doesn't have sole control like that. You know what I'm saying? So, but overall thoughts of the first two episodes, I'm very pissed off because we still got this damn GOAT debate. (laughs) I'm tired of this shit, man. Yeah. I'm so tired of the GOAT debate, man. And it's it's adults. It's, It's men our age and older driving this conversation trying to convince, convince a kid who never seen Mike play with their own eyes that he's better than what they see with their own eyes. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? You can't convince a... Because I'm around these shorties, man. These shorties saying Kyrie is the best player they ever seen. You know what I'm saying? That's what they see. They're not going to... You get them to sit down and watch a grainy video of uh, the Bulls run. They're not doing it. Mm-hmm. Span is not that long. That's why Instagram is what it is and all that. You, we are wasting our time trying to convince these kids that Michael Jordan is better than anybody else mm-hmm. that they see right now. Kevin Durant is some people's goats. So that's the one thing that I take away. Like, I just wish that this conversation would shut the fuck up. Yeah. And I don't think, I honestly don't think it ever will just because it's, it's so much relevance to Mike. Um, not even just basketball, like Jordan Brand gonna always be the um you're gonna always see like other people that's affiliated with Jordan or whatever. It's gonna always be there. So that conversation is gonna is gonna continue to be raised over and over again. Um until we get past the generation that ain't that has some Mike. 
Like we ain't gonna, we, that conversation going nowhere until LeBron retired for like ten years or something like that, and then like everybody that's left don't really have no recollection of Mike like that. Um, but like you said, like you can't argue with a generation that has never seen him play. Um, not even just live, like just never seen um, his highlights. We we at the point where the earliest memories of Mike is that last three P or this last dance, basically. Don't nobody really talk about the, the 91, 92, 93 stuff because we so far past that. But you can't really argue with new kids now because all they know is LeBron, all they know is KD or whatever like that. I had that same conversation with um, Tiffany's brother. Um, he just turned 21. I can't argue with him um, about Mike being. <laughs> I ain't even about to try. Because he, like you said, he not about to sit down and watch no grainy video um, where they have poor visuals and all this stuff. And it, and it looked like everybody, like compared to the NBA now, everybody's so small back then and ain't really like um, athletic like that. Like Mike just like he dominating um, over that. They they made argument like he ain't he can't do that in this era. Um, so like you can't really argue it no more. It, it just got to be go to each era. I like when people talk like that. Like it's it's go to each era, each decade, whatever like that. Like you got you got Mike in the '90s, you got Kobe in the 2000s, you got Bron in the 2010s. Just leave it at that. Yeah. Um, like my takeaway from it, like that whole Scotty thing was crazy, man. <laughs> Scotty was out there playing for peanuts, basically. <laughs> And it's crazy when you got the general manager and your uh, and your agent telling you not to take the deal. Like that right there should have told you not to take oh, the deal. Back. It was the owner that told him that, bro. Oh, yeah. Yeah, no, the owner, owner, told, owner told the you. owner told yeah. you that, bro. <laughs> the owner told you. Jerry Krause was like, "Nah, t- take it, <laughs> take it, take it, <laughs> take it." <laughs> the owner was like, "Don't do this. It's gonna hurt you." That's crazy that the, the owner tell you not to take the deal. You would think the owner would be like egging you on to take. Mm-hmm. But I don't honestly, man. I feel like Mike. I feel like he shouldn't have to have said nothing, you know, to try to vouch for Scotty. I get it, you know. That's your that's your running mate. Y'all in one championships together, but at the end of the day, it's a business, man. Like you got people that are supposed to vouch for you and work that shit out for you. Mike shouldn't have to step in and fucking try to get you more money. Yeah, and, uh, and, and that shit was kind of petty with him waiting for the last minute to get that surgery. I think that was like the the shit that like they kind of tweaked me on. Like this nigga waited till like right before the season started to get surgery. I get it, you wanted your money, but that's kind of some selfish shit. Like, I don't know, man. Like that shit is that's just kind of weird. But overall, man, I I, th- I thought it was pretty good because I had I had no idea about the old Scotty contract. Like, I had no idea. And I was like, I was too motherfucking geek when they showed the highlights of when he was killing them niggas in Boston in the playoffs, man. I ain't even know he went for like 43 in game one. They get right, the game before that played golf and came back again at 63. That nigga told Danny Ainge to tell Dennis Johnson, he said, tell your boy DJ, I got something for him. You want to know why you don't know about it? Because the next day he hit 63, so nobody talked about the 40 points before that because he, he did what he did the next day. Yeah. Bro, bro that's crazy. That's it's like, that's like a, a forgotten game. Like, he was killing them niggas in games. <laughs> like, and then you go play golf with the dude that was guarding you. And then, 
that's some bullshit, man. That that shit just made me look at Mike in, a, in another whole different way. Like this nigga was a certified killer. Yeah. This nigga came in as a rookie, ready to kill everything, anybody that got in in front of him. Shit was crazy. Yeah, like when you mentioning that just made me think about when he was like when he came in as a rookie and they was like, "Well, I'm gonna find out who the top player is and I'm going directly for him, like on your own team." Like <laughs> that's wild. Like he was he was a certified killer for real. The man averaged twenty eight five and five his rookie year. That's like, dude, like, crazy. That's ridiculous. But then look. This also, what you saying that just just triggers something. That's the difference in eras too, because every player had that mentality because they weren't friends. Now, this is the era of friends where there is no, okay, man, you know what I'm saying? Help me out, I help you out. Mm-hmm. It wasn't that, it was doggy dog back then. It wasn't no legacies. It wasn't no, his father was in the league and all that. These players were, the first generation athletes that made it. Now you got people like, man, not not to keep mentioning, but you got LeBron, then you got his son, then you got like, uh, you got Cole Anthony coming behind. All now you're seeing these kids, and they really didn't, they don't have that dog in them. You know what I'm saying? Right. Some of them do, don't get me wrong, there's some that do, but some don't have it, and they don't, and that's the difference in generation, different in players. I can't say that LeBron James can play in this area, can't say that, but, what Mike did was everybody. That's 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 what you see from Kevin Durant, uh, Kevin Garnett, uh, fucking Kobe. All them players they wanted to kill because they watched Mike. As as things got, you know, what I'm saying, progressed. Now everybody want to be friends because they see. Mm-hmm. And you starting to see it like the uh, I can't think of the two players, but they both bypassing school and going to the D League. With one withdrew from Michigan, said, "Okay, yeah, I'm gonna go play with my buddy in the uh, in the G League." Yeah, I was just finna say that we've been seeing that for in college basketball for the last few years now. Like when all these these uh, good players go to one team, like Duke, when they had they had Zion, they had um, R.J. Barrett, all them like like the top ten or whatever. They all, like three out of them ten go play at the same school because they want to click group up. Message. That was the, that was a group text group. Yeah. So yeah, we it wouldn't it wasn't nothing like that back then. Uh, that was the oh. golden era, man. Hey, hey, it, hey, it tricked hey, me out when James Worthy said he was better than Mike for like 15 minutes. Like, <laughs> like two weeks, I think he said. Two, he was two weeks, he was better than Mike. <laughs> That's wild, man. Mike was wrecking shit, man. It's like, dude, I'll be, be forgetting James Worthy was on, on that team. That's how much Mike took over. Like, <laughs> he took over when he got the. You forgetting James Worthy was on that team too. And he was the man. Mm-hmm. Yeah. But she Sam Perkins. Perkins. Yeah, Sam Perkins on that joint. Yep. That's wild. (laughs) Kenny Smith was riding white coattails. Mm-hmm. Yeah, man. It's just man, basketball is I love I still love the game, man. I still got love for the game. Because you just have to grow with it, man. And, but it ain't nothing like the '90s, man. The '90s, I, it ain't nothing like. I know, man. This is the more athletic era because I've been watching NBC, been having all the games on for that that last damn run. I, I've been watching, them and I was like, damn, 
Bill Winnington don't look athletic at all. <laughs> like, but but he he was productive for the team for what they needed him for. I'm like, what the fuck, man? Some of these players are like, damn. We actually thought that was some good basketball. And yeah. it was, but they weren't the most athletic players, man. Not at all. It was just it was just like they had people in each position that did one certain thing good. And they just put that team together that way uh, back then. That's how it was. Now you got, like, people that play multiple positions, but back in the 90s or whatever, it was like, you play this one position, that's all you do. We got somebody else to do the other thing. You know what? I did one thing, the one uh, last dance kind of brought back to my memory. The Bulls were the first team to actually go small ball when Luke Longley was out by putting Dennis Robin at the center. Oh, yeah, they had Dennis Robin at the center, yep. And we forgot that. We talk about this Golden State Warriors team, the Hampton Five or whatever being first small ball team. Mm-hmm. Nah. That Bulls team is small, man. Because Dennis Rob, but they was abusing uh, Tony Kukos, man. Because Anthony Mason. <laughs> 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 I was watching that, that Charlotte series, man. <laughs> and Tony Kukos couldn't do nothing with Anthony Mason, nor Bloody Bebop, man. But we was the first small ball team, bro. That that last year when Luke Longley went down. Mm-hmm. Mace was a load though, man. You seen Mace one fucking arms and his shoulders, man. Mace was bullying people out the way. He was bullying school coach, man. <laughs> and then they had BJ Armstrong because he was familiar with the triangle. He didn't play none the whole year. They thought by playing him that series, he was going to make a difference. Mike was cooking BJ. Mm-hmm. Looking at him like barbecue chicken. <laughs> Yeah. Right, so, so what y'all expect out of episodes three and four? Uh, I'm expecting. I can't wait to see them talk about the um, the Pistons rivalry. I want to see all them hard fouls and, and the bad blood and all that. I can't wait for that one. Man, I want to see what Dennis Rodman did in them two weeks. Man, he was in Vegas. Man, that they didn't show us. How the fuck you just take two weeks off and go to Vegas? <laughs> <laughs> so, but Rachel Nichols had the question, man. How would Drake? I mean, not Drake. How would Dennis Robin look at the social media media era? Joe, he would man crazy. Be insane. Well, It'd camera follow him all the time. He'd be worse than Levar Ball. <laughs> <laughs> man, he would have so many suspensions. <laughs> Oh, hell yeah. Four didn't already. Mm-hmm. Oh, man. Well, we know one person that already seen episodes three and four, but I ain't gonna mention no names. You know, like, but... <laughs> I'm trying to keep this podcast positive. <laughs> Hashtag people with high places. Hot places. <laughs> oh. <laughs> Oh man! Hey, the, the funniest the funniest part of the first uh, two episodes though was when uh, Charles Oakley was hemming up Scotty and he smacked the shit out of him. Smacked the shit out of Scotty. Smacked the shit out of Scotty. <laughs> 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 look like no, nah, I ain't going. No, nah, I want on that. <laughs> hey, he had him hemmed up and then <laughs> he just popped his ass. <laughs> <laughs> hey, that was one nigga that man. That nigga. That nigga protected Michael Jordan like a motherfucker. Anybody around Michael Jordan, he come over, ready to set some shit off. 
Yeah, I ain't even know that they had to get him up to get uh, Bill Cartwright. Like, I'm, I know that hurt Mike a little bit. Yeah, but I think he knew. I think he understood, man. If anybody understood the business, Mike understood it, man. He understood that to keep all his friends. Yeah, I mean, it, it yeah. had done. They needed. They needed a, a, a inside presence. So. You see how pissed he was about that game in Indiana when he was on the uh, on the minutes restriction. He got right. wanted to get back in for the last few seconds. Yeah. Boy, I've jumped. even though they won that game, so he's still pissed. Yeah. They won that game, he was still pissed. Like I should have been out there helping us win that game. Palm, I seen you posted. You was like, "How the hell they make the playoffs with a thirty and fifty-two record?" <laughs> Nigga, and he missed like 64 <laughs> games that year. And they still made the playoffs. Like 30 wins get you in the fucking playoffs back then. Like, that was damn. a sorry ass conference. <laughs> the East must have been extremely top heavy back then. I think it was. Yeah. Boston and everybody else. Boston and Atlanta, I think. Like Dominique and Larry. That's yeah. it. Ooh, 30 wins is like 12th in the conference now. Yeah. Yo ass basically picking in like the top 10 if you finish 30 or 52. And that shit made the playoffs. That shit crazy. But, yeah. Uh, but yeah, I'm, I'm ready to see this shit, man. Like, like I def- I'm definitely glad ESPN dropped this shit sooner because we've been fiending for this shit, man. And mm-hmm. But it's, but I don't know if that shit true about the fact that they said right after the 2016 finals, Mike decided he wanted to release all this shit. Like, I wonder if that's really true or not. In a Mike, in, in, in Mike fashion, I think so. Yeah, I would, I would probably say so. Cause that was, a, that was the height of the argument. Like if anybody had a, a strong argument for LeBron then coming back from 3-1 against that Warriors team, Man, think about it, man, though. It, it kind of makes sense, though. That year, a lot happened, man. That was the 73-19. Uh-huh. You know what I'm then you had the first time a team come back from 3-1. Well, two times a team Twice, come back from yeah. 3-1. Then you had Kobe retire that year. Yep. It was a lot that went on, and Mike probably was sitting there like, nah, I guess so, man. You know what? Yeah, do it. Yep. Oh, I mean, it was a lot going on. Yeah, that's crazy that it was inspired. Like him dropping it was inspired by Allen Iverson documentary. Mm, yeah, dude. Yeah, they was like um, the dude that that basically like let that go. That um, that he wanted it to be released after the the Cavs parade. He was like Mike asked him, did he do that Iverson documentary? And he was like, he ain't know if he wanted to say yeah he did it or no he didn't because he didn't know what the answer was gonna be. Um, based on that he was like he said it real soft he was like yeah and then Mike was like I watched that shit three times I love Iverson go ahead and release it and it's the same dude that did the Iverson one did this man that facts and knowledge right there I know that yep that made me want to go back and watch the Iverson one again yeah 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 I'm like, and this also goes back to what I said earlier about Draymond talking too much, man, and giving away too much of their story for later down the line. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? Uh, did you hear that thing? They didn't have nobody uh, record their last season, they, the season where KD was there? Yeah. They, ESPN said that. Something like they, they refused to have uh, somebody document 
um, them seasons together. I don't know why, but we are not we are coming to have that footage. Fucked up they back. Mm-hmm. I can't wait to like Kobe one, man. Oh, that Kobe huh. live. Yeah. Last season with Kobe, man. This man literally took took put the 73 win team on ESPN two. Can never take away like that that historic season versus your last game. Mm. That's that's legendary, bro. <laughs> Yeah, that's that ESPN too, bro. Yeah. Shit crazy, man. So, we're going to go ahead and finish up and get out of here. We appreciate y'all tuning in to, what's this, episode 12, I think. Yeah. I lost track. Yeah. We're we just glad to be back. Let's just say that much. Quarantine, quarantine. <laughs> yeah. Like, yeah, we definitely glad to be back, man. Like, honestly, I forgot it all about recording. I thought we weren't going to start recording until the quarantine was over. Yeah. Oh, shit. I'm glad you all came up with this damn idea, man. Yeah, I'm like, man, let's just... And the, the reason I did it, though, low-key, was because um, I did a, a Zoom call with a couple of my frat brothers, and one of them was like, when y'all dropping another episode? I was like, when is quarantine over, I guess? We ain't really got nothing to talk about. And then it just so happened that was like everything popped off after that. Then the draft was that week. Then the last dance episodes came out. And the Draymond stuff came out. And I was like, man, let me just do the Zoom call and we just do it that way. Oh hell yeah! So should we do another episode in the next couple of weeks? Should we have some shoes to talk about and some fucking um? Should talk about the last dance and hopefully my motherfucking fixes come at this rate. <laughs> The motherfuckers might not get to the fucking football season start. So. <laughs> yeah. So maybe next next episode, maybe we have all four of us to get Mike on here too. So. Yeah. That hey, is- I'm down. All right. So thanks um, for having me, fellas. I appreciate it, man. I yeah, tune in. Yeah, shout- hey, thanks for having me on as a guest. Appreciate it, bro. Yeah, sh- Shout out to Coach for coming on, man. We've been trying to get Coach on for the longest, man. Hope this this the first of many. Man, man. I'll be happy. The week y'all not recording is the week that I'm, I'm off and there's no games. Or I have a busy Saturday schedule with my son playing at 9 a.m. in the morning, then me playing at 5 p.m. I will say this, man. This quarantine has set me down and gave me a little time to rest and relax and just rejuvenate a little bit because y'all know. I was always on the go. Mm-hmm. Family, whatever. So now I'm ready to get back out there, though. <laughs> Saying it's been too long now. I told you, you to start coaching some games on 2K or some shit. <laughs> you going to do an E-League. <laughs> well, I'm over here drawing up plays, bro. <laughs> he going to be ready. With nobody to give him to. <laughs> <laughs> I got a cold out of bounds play, <laughs> but nobody to run it. Yeah. You gotta get Sheena, Deuce, and Kamora. Y'all better go in the living room and practice that shit. <laughs> <laughs> I swear, right? Yeah. All right, well, we're gonna go ahead and sign out. It's your boy Palm. It's your boy Nice. And we out here. Peace. <laughs>